When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> and welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 288 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wacky Sunday. March Madness Sunday. How about that? Here we are, folks. How are you guys doing today? Um, I'm going to start by saying this. I'm not. Oh, I always say this. I won't be. I won't talk long today. But I really won't talk long today because in about two hours, I have to. I'm recording an episode with. Uh, oh yeah, back on the air, Mud Show out North Carolina, Alec, and then Jay in Iowa. Yeah, there we go. I'm, br- I'm bringing the best and the brightest to this uh, to this uh, conference here. Um, but no, we're going to do. We're gonna get, folks. We're gonna get our own bracket going here. That's right. It's gonna. I. We are doing the preview for the sixth annual minor league mayhem tournament that I'm bringing to you, folks. And uh, this year it's gonna be a first. We're putting. I'm putting it on Facebook this year. So we're gonna see how that goes. Normally I do it on Twitter, but I've actually found that Twitter's. I think if it was an NHL kind of related thing, I think I think Twitter'd be okay. Um, but I just find the medium really dying. Um, or, or I don't know, my shit's dying. I mean, I put it that way, I guess. I mean, I guess if I talked about, you know, the new power play system for the fucking Flyers or something, I mean, maybe it would, I'd, I'd pick up some followers. But it just seems like it's really dead. So, but Facebook seems to be pretty, uh, pretty going, uh, pretty, uh, and I think, and I think by putting it in the fight groups, um, you know, because obviously now you're, I'm centering it and, and you know, around, you know, I'm just not the fair weathered, but the actual, I, I, I hesitate to say knowledgeable fight fan after reading the comment section in those groups. I don't want to go that far, but they're fight fans nonetheless. So I think it should be interesting on Facebook. It's something to try out anyway. So, so yeah, it's going to be a 64 man bracket. I've done it up. I've sent it over to Alec and Jay and, uh, and I've done it every year with these guys. I have them on and we just kind of break down the first round matchups and, and just talk and just general bullshit. I just like having them on the show to talk. And, uh, but yeah, we'll be talking for a while. So <clears throat> I am going to save my voice. Um, so I'm not going to, but I wanted to do something for tomorrow because my talk with those guys is going to come out on Wednesday and then next Saturday, um, and I would say at high noon, the gloves drop and voting will begin for that. And uh, it goes in 24-hour um, sessions uh, for each round. And uh, 
uh, yeah, I hope you guys get out and vote. It'll be on my Facebook page, Fourth Line Voice, as well as in the Enforcer group and in the um, Hockey Fight, uh, Hockey Fight and Brawls group. And uh, I think what I'm going to do because you can't um, you can't do voting polls. Or you can, but you can't add pictures. It's kind of goofy. So basically, it's going to be like, like it for this guy, or a happy face for that guy. That's really the only way I can do it with adding pictures. You'll see what I mean when you when you look at it. But um, I'm going to just keep all three groups going and uh, just just add the totals up at the end, and uh, and we'll we'll do it that way. Like I said, something different. We'll see how it goes. Um, I mean, maybe it'll suck, and I'll put the I'll put the rest of them back on Twitter. But I just wanted to try out this. So. Uh, next Saturday, folks, um, hit, hit the Facebooks and come and vote. So it's going to be fun. I'm, and I'm looking forward to talking with the guys, uh, today, but, um, so, um, what am I going to talk about today? Why well, are we going to do my week on the internet? I'll talk about that. Like I said, some idiots in the comment section. Um, I, I hate to be that guy, but, uh, I, I, I'm going to have an, I told you so moment and, um, yeah, I'll talk about a few things. And then I have a list of the top 10 most hated NHL players. So uh, it'll tie into what I'm going to talk about today. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. But before I get into it, of course, I have to mention, as, a, as always, a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams have podcasts. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a podcast for you. Terry Ryan's also on the, on the network, so check him out. And uh, yeah, Hockey Podcast Network. And then, of course, uh, for my off-network friends, I got old uh, Jolton Joel Lazito over at the uh, Nordiques Knuckles podcast. He has uh, just released his interview with Ivan Matulik, part one. So definitely check that out. Um, he also used to, well, not used to, he does currently. Joe's a man of the people. Joe, Joe's everywhere. Um, he has a, his finger in a number of pies. The New York Islanders podcast is called the Coliseum Chronicles, which he did for a while, 80-some episodes. Um, he actually just released it. He ran into Justin Johnson at the Alumni. They talked, and uh, he had him on for a three-parter interview, so definitely check that out. And then and then Joe has moved on to the Nordiques, where he's interviewing uh, ex-Nordique players. So he's very specific in that. He's not like me. I'm, I'm just willy-nilly and all over the place. But uh, Joe is focused either Nordiques or the Islanders so check that out and then also Jordan at five in a game who is uh taking a break now because he's got to get back to the work and life back to the patch out in Alberta um so I have to talk to him see what's going on I don't know if he's going to release any episodes while he's working in camp but uh check out his back catalog uh he had some interviews Ryan Hand, Lizon, etc um it basically focuses on the old Quebec Junior League uh in the 90s early 2000s uh, I had Jordan on my show a while back, and uh, yeah, good dude. Check it out, Cape Breton guy, and uh, yeah, always fun talking to Jordan. I'm going to have to get him uh, back on the show as well. Um, but yeah, I hope everybody checked out uh, my last episode. Um, it was basically, it was voted on by you guys. Uh, it was the every NHL team's uh, Mount Rushmore, and I uh, had 60-some was it late? We have 63, something like that. Um, people send me their lists. And, uh, but yeah, just after that, just basically added up the names and, uh, went, and went from there. And, uh, actually a few, few interesting, uh, finishes and, uh, put that out. Uh, got very good response with it. Um, and if you haven't listened, I, I encourage you to do so. 
Um, yeah, so that was fun. And uh, let's get into it, uh, shall we? First, I got to start with my week on the internet. Um, well, well, the first thing, as I mentioned, I, I, I'm, of course, I posted my episode and mentioned that, oh, it's every team's NHL's most Ru- Mount Rushmore. Come out and vote, and, uh, and and of course, with that, you get, um, you know, uh, the the comment section, and um, yeah, and it's just, uh, and I like I always say with social media, it's funny, and it and I've had a few run it like I always say I have it's not run-ins with guys. I mean, it's I guess. You know what it is? And most of the time I let it go because I'm not... Usually at night I'm not really in the groups and stuff and whatever. It's usually when I'm at work trying to kill time, as I've mentioned before. But, um, I like, I had a couple guys like, oh, what's your problem, bro, and everything else. It's like, well, no, if you're going to fucking flap your lips and post shit that's bullshit, I'm going to call you on it. I'm going to hold you to your shit. I laugh that you act like I'm the asshole in this. It's like, no, like, I'm not going to let you just post garbage. It's like, you know, you do that enough. There's so many guys in these groups. They just run their mouths and just post bullshit that never, either one never happened, but they, for whatever reason, I think they've told the story so many times they believe that it happened or they just, they're such fanboys. They can't get out of their fandom. So it's just like they rewrite history and it's like, oh, no, no, that would really happen. It's like, no, it didn't, you know, and it's like some of these guys and, and it's a bunch of things. I mean, you hit these guys, you you give them data, you know, or numbers or stats to back up your, what you're saying. And they, no, 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 they just plug their ears and stomp their feet. And it's like, no, no. And it's like, well, okay, then okay, you, you make this claim, what, what is your evidence for this? Well, I just, I, I just know, bro. Okay, well, that's not, okay. But I think that's just where we are now. I think people are just, so, social media has just made everybody a fucking big mouth. And uh, you don't need to back up your shit. I can just say whatever I want. And, you know, oh, if that's my opinion, I have a right to my opinion. Yeah, you do. But opinion's also the lowest form of human knowledge. You can come up with an opinion with no facts or anything. Just because you said it, it's my opinion. Well, it doesn't, okay, whatever. You can say whatever you want. You know, it doesn't mean you're full of shit. It doesn't mean you're not full of shit. You know, but that's my opinion. Well, I'm a, I have a right to my opinion. Well, yeah, you can say what you want, but, like, you're an idiot. You know, and it's and it's not true. So you can disguise your little bullshit with under the guise of, oh, it's my my opinion. Oh, okay. Well, I'm telling you you're wrong. Oh, well, that's your opinion. No, it's not an opinion. This is the difference. It's not an opinion when I have facts. Or when a person has facts. No, that becomes the very definition of the word, the truth, like facts. You can, Again, you keep mixing it up with, oh, well, that's just your opinion. No, I've given you a fact. I gave you numbers to back this up. You keep wanting to call it an opinion to so because that's what you have. Well, no, yours is just made up bullshit that you're just making a claim with no numbers or data or anything to back anything up. So you're just flapping your lips. And then it's like, oh, well, that's your opinion. I have my opinion. Well, no, mine's fact. It's not I'm not just coming up with this to say shit or to argue with you. 
what you're saying isn't true. I'm giving you facts that why it isn't. I'm not saying it just because I don't agree with you. And let's have a debate. No, I'm giving you data that shows that what you're saying is wrong. So it's not opinion at that point. It's a fact. Okay, now that we got that straightened out, let's get into my my week on the internet. Okay. Well, first, as I said, I was doing this. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting ahead of myself, folks. I'll come, I'll come back here. Rain it in. Um, okay. Under... So, of course, when I posted the, the Mount Rushmore thing, uh, of course, all these jokers have to chime in and start with theirs. It's like, well, I asked you, like, how long ago for your list? Why do you have to comment? Like, see, that's the thing. Like, if if you're so determined to write out your list, whatever, now in the comment section, it's like, why didn't you send me your list before? Like, I don't know. But anyway, so, you're, I mean, not that I think every, you, people are hanging on my every word, but it's like... I don't know, you're an active member of this group. I posted asking for a list every day in the group for a week. Like, you had to have read it at some point. So, okay, whatever. But, okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, so this guy types in, with Montreal, it should be Ferguson, Nyland, and Cordic. You know, uh, well, Mount Rushmore's four, not three, but, you know, thanks there, tips. Um, this guy, no Ted Harris? Corson question mark um, oh add Robinson as the king of Montreal never fought much because nobody wanted to go him and he was a stud player as well I'm like oh here we go so of course I had to type in yeah sure that's why lol his one fight a year totally scared enforcers yeah no because as soon as he stepped into the as soon as he stepped into the he pumped Schultz that's why oh great English Rob um, and I said, funny, I knew you were going to come back with that. That's the only fight anyone can ever point to when talking about Robinson. What are some of his huge other, what are some of his other huge fight wins? Question mark. Most overrated nothing fight ever. Uh, next, how it, next, tell me how it ended the Flyers. No fighter was scared of him. Are you kidding? They all would have loved to have gotten him off the ice for five minutes. So this idea that people were scared of him is ridiculous. Of course, his big reply, right? People just can't educate. <laughs> Speaking of education, all right. So, an, so a Norris Trophy caliber D-man is going to go just fight every shift like most of the fourth, fourth line goons mentioned. Shake my fucking head. Uh, see, this again, this is what I'm talking about. No, Rob, you said initially he never fought because nobody wanted to go him. That has nothing to do with his skill level or how good he was. You made the statement that nobody wanted to fight him. So I said, you said never fought much because nobody wanted to fight him. I'm saying every fourth liner would be trying to fight him to get him off the ice. I'm well aware of how good he was, but it has nothing to do with fighting ability. Try and keep up. So Dwayne jumps in. Larry was too smart to let some fourth liner goad him into a fight. So then I said to Dwayne back, I said, well, then which is it? He didn't fight because he wasn't going to get goaded or because everyone was scared. You guys need to make a decision here. Uh, of course, both. Most young tough guys wanted to make a name for themselves so they would take on the baddest guys on the team. But already established tough guys stayed away from them if they didn't have to fight them. What are you talking about? I'm like... I said, Dwayne, that's my point. They'd go after him to try to get him off the ice. So it's Larry turning down the challenges that I put in bracket, as he should. Uh, not guys being scared of him. 
Of course, then old Rob jumps back in. Oh, laugh my ass off. Keep up. Educate yourself besides your goons. Yeah. Which I replied, yeah, okay, sure. Still waiting for that laundry list of opponents he tuned. Of course, which he never replied to. You know, so that's my point, right? These guys, they just flapped their lips and, oh, he beat Schultz. Yeah, though, that big three fight when he pulled them down. The three punches when he pulled Schultz down. Holy fuck, yeah, it was destruction. I love that you guys just, like, hang your hat on that, that Robinson was a great fighter. See, this is my point when I do this show. When I do lists or when I do a player breakdown or a player spotlight or whatever, it's not just me hitting record, hit record and then talking and, and then giving my opinions on things or how I remembered them or whatever. No. I actually go and look at his fight card, go on YouTube to look up the fights, I read into things, I research shit. I know old Rob and Dwayne haven't researched shit. And that's fine. I don't expect most people to be that much. Their fight nerdum only goes so far. I realize I'm in the, uh, you know, a very small percentage of guys that really give a shit about this and collect DVDs and pictures and research and do all this and do a, do a podcast uh, based on this. Like, that's my whole point of this show. I realize I'm in a very small minority. But I'd also like to think, at this point, um, well, I think you guys listening know that. I, I mean, it's not just me. Now, I will give my opinion on a guy, maybe, or his fighting style or whatever. Okay, well, that's just my opinion on things and whatever. But when I'm telling you, like, this is his fight card, this is who he fought, blah, 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 and this is how the fight went. First of all, if I'm giving, again, it's all, I mean, you could get 10 people to watch a fight clip and you'll get 10 different answers. I understand that. And my, my answer is no better than anyone else. Okay. But I'm, I've also said when it comes to watching a clip or doing all this, I have no dog in the fight. I'm, you're getting my most honest, uh, reaction. I don't like, it doesn't matter to me who wins or who, I'm not a fan of any, like, you know what I mean? I'm impartial. That's the word I'm trying to say. So trust in the fact that when I'm telling you something, it's from an impartial, it's from a position of impartial, is it impartiality? Is that the word I'm looking for? Um, yeah, I have no, you know, whatever skin in the game. So if you go and look at here, actually, hold on. I'm going to hit pause here. We'll go down this. Hold on. I've looked it up before, but I'm going to look it up again. I'm going to do this online. We'll look now. So Larry Robinson had 24 career fighting majors. And what did he play for, 20 years? Okay. So actually, it's funny that uh, I'm going by hockeyfights.com, so maybe they missed some. I'll say that, but I'm going to say this is this is where I'm going from. Um, I guess the Schultz, that Schultz fight, I guess, was that, that must have been his first fight in the NHL, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, okay. So seventy three, seventy four, he starts. So we got Schultz, Howitt, Seleski, uh, then Butler, Ted Irvin, Jean, Jean Potvin, Bob Murdoch, Darcy Rhoda, Tracy Pratt, Bobby Schmutz, Schmaltz, Ken Hodge, Brian Spencer, Brian Sutter, Kevin McCarthy. Alan uh, Hangselbin, however you say that name, Dale Hunter, Wolf Paymont, Gary Risling, Michelle Goulet, Mike Milbury, Luis Slager, and Sean Cronin. That's odd that it's Sean Cronin was his last fight. Um, and that really, I've seen that, that clips on YouTube. They just kind of wrestle. So there, there's, there's the big list of Larry the Killer Robinson's fight card. Uh, yeah, that Ken Hodge and, uh, 
you know, Michelle Goulet and, and, and Tracy Pratt. That's, those are, boy, that's, that's something that's, that's real killer there. Um, you know, and again, I know he's a Norris. He's one of the best defensemen of all time. I know that. That's not the point of this exercise. Like I said to that idiot. No, you're saying no one wanted to fight him. That's what you said. I don't care that he won Norris trophies or this or that. That's not what I'm coming at you for the, your statement of no one wanted to fight him. Hutchinson should have been on that list too because Hutchinson actually dropped him. There's a picture of that. So that tells you how incomplete the hockey fights one are. So I don't know what his exact numbers are, but that is a very good base. I'm sure there was obviously a lot of fights missing from that card. Um, but nonetheless, he didn't fight very often, once or twice a season. And you go on YouTube and watch some of the fights. Not Not a lot of his stuff is out there, but you go and watch it. It's... He wasn't, you know, he wasn't that great of a fighter. Not like how these guys are imagining it, but they watched the Legends of Hockey DVD box set and Steve Shutt went on there and said how tough Larry Robinson was. So all Steve would know, well, you know, yeah, what's he going to say about his teammate? Like like Robinson played a tough game and would hit and all that, but he, that's different than fighting. I'm talking about fighting ability. And again, what tough guy... Like, do you really think Terry O'Reilly and Winsink and them were scared to drop the gloves with Larry Robinson? Like, just seriously, think about that for a second. Oh, Nick Fatio, Ben Wilson, and all that. We're terrified of Larry. Like, is this what we're saying? Like, oh, no, they didn't want any part of him. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, this is what I mean. Like, just, what are we doing here? Like, Like, you're saying stupid shit. You're talking stupid is what you're doing. Like, maybe the first line guy might have been intimidated by Larry Robinson, maybe. But a guy that actually fought on the regular. I always love that. These guys, these enforcers and all that. Oh, they never fought because so-and-so was scared. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Oh, Domi never fought Twist because he was scared of Twist. Oh, yeah, Ty Domi. The guy that fought Probert 13 times and Rob Ray 14 times and Dave Brown and blah, blah, blah. But he was terrified of Tony Twist. That's why they never fought. Okay. Like I said to the guy, well, or else you could say that Tony Twist was scared of Domi because they never fought. Oh, no, no, no. I was there, bro. I saw it. Domi didn't want any part of Oh, sure. Yeah, this one time at band camp. Yeah, it's always, oh, I always laugh. Oh, he was at the game where Twist challenged him multiple times and Domi wanted nothing to do. Like, again, see, this is the stupid that we talk about, that I'm talking about. Just stop. Stop. You weren't in on the conversation. You don't know what the fuck was going on. So just, no. Oh, I saw it, bro. I saw it. You weren't there. Oh, okay. Just embarrassing. But anyway... And then my other uh, uh, conversation that that came up with was um, once again. I, I know it's like we're we're rehashing the the old topic um, that once again. Um, oh, hits lead to fights, and it's a big, uh, you know, it's a big problem, and the NHL is going to have to do something about it, and all this, and so I. 
once again to put up the Pittsburgh Penguins lead the NHL in hits per game and are 30th in fighting majors with 6. Stop believing the bullshit that all clean hits lead to fights. I, I don't, so I don't know what more needs to be said. Like I said, the, the team that leads in hits is 30th in fights. So, okay. But I knew someone would bring it up. And I'm not talking out of school because it's on Facebook. You can read the replies. And me and the former Corey Bolio, we went back and forth about it and disagreed. And uh, so I looked it up. The top five. Ottawa is uh, second in hits per game. And fifth in fights with 28. Washington is, uh, or Nashville, pardon me, is third in hits. 18th in fights with 16. Philadelphia is first in fights and fourth in hits with 31. And the Islanders are 17th in hits. Or Okay, let's just, I'm going to rehash this whole thing. Ottawa is second in hits, fifth in fights with 28. Nashville is third in hits, 18th in fights with 16. Philadelphia is fourth in hits, first in fights with 31. And the Islanders are fifth in hits, 17th in fights with 16. There, spit that out. Holy. So basically... Pittsburgh averages a fight every 11 games. Ottawa, every about 2.4. Nashville, every 4.5. Philadelphia, every two, every second game. And the Islanders, every 4.5 every four games. So I would not call that. Then that's the top five. So that is, uh, I don't know if I would go out on a limb and say that. Now, of course, a lot of the replies were, well, but have you seen what they call hits these days? And I agree. I've often said on here that I think they use like dog years math when they're counting up hit totals. And then, but I said, obviously the stat is subjective on what a hit, what, what's a hit or not. Two, much like your whole argument that at least it's after a clean hit. Well, was the hit clean? I said, put that video up on social media and half the comments are it was dirty and the other half is it was clean. So again, it's subjective. Was it a clean hit or a dirty hit? I don't know. It probably depends who you're a fan of or whatever. I can give you my non-partial take on it, but I don't think many people are capable of that. There's someone, all these hockey goofs are always a fan of someone or they like one guy more than the other guy or they like one team more than the other. So that that colors their opinion if it was dirty or not. Um, or else you get the one guy, well, I'm a Flames fan here, but even I'll say that 30, you know, that idiot that's got to, you know, he's got to claim what team he is first though. Um, so again, that's a subjective deal. So basically Corey and I went back and forth. Um, and he said, well, you look at any other team other than Pittsburgh as your example, you'd realize that pretty much every good clean hit results in a fight. Tell me different. Well, I just told you different Corey in my stat. That, that that's not true but then you're like well don't use that one use another one and then show me your stuff well I just gave you a bunch so I, I don't know is a fight every four and a half games is that a big thing that we need to go run to the commissioner and have big league meetings about I you know I, for some people apparently um, not for me um, And I said, well, that's not true. All the stats clearly indicate that. But if you want to think it's different, then okay. And then he replied, you provided stats for one team. I don't have actual numbers if it comes to stats, but I watch a lot of hockey and it happens all the time. Well, once again, the numbers show that it doesn't happen all the time. As I just said, it happens every 11 games in Pittsburgh. Uh, Every 
well, two in Ottawa, every four and a half games in Nashville, blah, 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 if you go down the list. Um, so, you know, um, again, what? How, how are you using the term all the time? And as I point out with someone, well, it looks like it happens all the time because that's the clip that you see on the internet. Like when you're scrolling Twitter, that's how I see the fights because I'm not watching these games. But if I'm scrolling Twitter, oh, Jim fought Tim today, and they look, and then, of course, it's from a hit. and Oh, it's always from a hit. Oh, okay, always from a hit. Um, all right. So you showed me that clip from that game. And, oh, see, it happens all the time. Yeah, but it doesn't, though, because there was six other games tonight, and there wasn't any fights in any of them. But I'm sure there was some hits. So there was one fight in seven games, and you're telling me that but that happens all the time. Well, no, it doesn't. So, Corey, like I told you, you could sit there and, okay, you're watching the game and it happened. Did it happen in any, you're not watching all ten games at the same time or every game that night. It didn't happen in the other ones. So, well, I saw it on social media. Again, like I said, yeah, but what happened in the other games that happened that night? Nothing. I'm sure there was some hits, though. You know, and then it'll be like, well, but none of them were dirty hits. Well, in your mind, they weren't dirty. Maybe they were. Who knows? I don't know. So anyway, we just kind of went back and forth. Um, you know, and then, Corey, well, obviously it doesn't happen always after a clean hit. Well, you just said it did, but okay. But you can't tell me that it hasn't increased over the past few years. Um, by the way, I love fighting. It's always good to see guys going. This is definitely not something that's good for the game. Hockey's a contact sport. Guys have been getting railroaded forever. Yeah, and what led to those? What led to those fights? All those back in the day, hits. Like I like this idea that this is new shit. Like this is where I disagree with them. Like this isn't new. So, like, what what did guys fight for back in the day? Why were they fighting? Now, it might not have been an immediate, like, the guy hit so-and-so, and then a few shifts later they fought. Well, that's still a response to a hit. It just didn't happen instantaneously. Like it does now. Like, they fight when it, as soon as it happens. Maybe it happened a few shifts later. Blah, blah, blah. It still happened after a hit. We're just, we're just debating the time frame, and or how long it took after the hit. Um... You know, I said, I said, well, I said, but a typical, or because it's pop, uh, no, I said, of course, nothing is absolute, but once again, just look at the stats. Clearly, it rarely happens, and it hasn't increased at all. Don't know what else to say. Everyone thinks it's a problem because that's the popular tale to spin these days. Nobody actually bothers to look into anything. They just accept that it must be true because the hockey news or some ex-NHL player said that so, said so. But in typical hockey fashion, they will listen to social media and think it's a problem. And they will tell the refs to crank up the instigator call, which will, which will eliminate fighting pretty much altogether. So they won't, so they still won't hit much. They'll, they will never fight for fear of a power play and physical, physical hockey will officially die. All because of some bullshit rumor about fights after clean hits. Well done, folks. Well done. Of course, Corey, the fact that it's an issue obviously is one of the main topics at the GM meetings. You said, I have my opinion. I'm saying you have yours. We're both right. See, no, we're not. This is where I was saying it at the start. No, we're not both right. It's not my opinion. I've given you numbers and stats to back up what I'm saying. You haven't given me anything other than oh, I watch hockey a lot and it happens all the time. Again, it doesn't. So it's not opinion. Yours is opinion. Mine isn't. I have data to back mine up. 
And I replied to him again, it's a media-created issue, so of course they will address it as they always do, which is why the game is in the shit shape it's in. The stats show it's not an issue, but social media tells them it is. And like I said, nobody bothers to actually investigate anything anymore. Oh, Ed Olchek was crying about it on TV, on national TV, so oh, it must be true. Eye roll emoji. Corey, I didn't need the media to see, I didn't need the media for me to see what didn't need the media to tell me. I see it, it happens all the time. Sorry, not all the time according to your statistics. Well, it's not my statistics. They're the NHL statistics, but okay. You're using the media caused it to allow it to happen. Anyway, I'm done with this conversation. Um, like I, anyway, I replied, those are not my stats and it's facts, not opinion. Which you replied, one last thing. Can we at least agree that fights after clean hits have increased in the past few years? Which my reply to him, clean, dirty is subjective these days, as social media proves on a nightly basis. Have increased from what? Nothing to next to nothing? Um, all through hockey history, what what has caused a hockey fight? A hit a lot of the time. It's just now people have decided to whine about it. See, that's the thing. I don't watch it enough. to. I can't tell you. Is it, has it increased? I mean, the numbers show that, it, that fi- fighting's down. Like, so I increased from what? From last year? Or from like 1996? Like, I don't, what, where, what increased from what? As I said, from nothing to next to nothing. Um, which you're, stop blaming social media. Everyone who knows the game has an opinion. If you don't know the game, who gives a fuck about your opinion? Anyways, I have my opinion, you have yours, as it's been said before. I replied, the NHL gives a fuck, that's the problem. Who is the NHL going to listen to, Corey? It's not going to be you and me debating on my on my Facebook page. No, it's the people that at them on Twitter and on Instagram and shit and yell and scream. It's the vocal minority. That's They have no choice but to listen to them because that's the only voices they're hearing. So yeah, social media is huge. When you address them, that's who, who else are they listening to? So anyway, that was just my back and forth with Corey Bolio. Um, as I said, I, it, it, we weren't swearing at each other, whatever. Um, you know, he d- clearly disagrees with what I'm saying or whatever, but, and I disagree with him and that's fine. I'm, like I said, I'm not, um, uh, shitting on him or anything. I just, I disagree with it. And, and it not bother. It doesn't bother me. That's not the right term, but I get sort of, it's too bad. I get I get miffed at it when it's a former player saying it because um, it's not true. But okay. Anyway, but like I say, as I said, at these he said, oh, they're going to discuss it at the league meeting. Yeah, they will. And you watch, they'll get on the refs next year to start calling the instigator penalty more. Blah blah blah. So they'll start calling it at the start of the year after these hits. Guys will go after somebody, oh, they'll get an instigator, blah, blah, blah. So you watch. So they'll stop doing, oh, see, then we solved that problem. There's no one going after anybody after getting hit now. And now we have no fighting at all. So, yeah, good work, folks. You know, it all amazing. Amazing. Um, anyway, that was my week on the internet. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during rounds one and two of the tournament. Go to the app 
opt in and place a no sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to ten dollars. Yeah, guys, it's my favorite time of year as far as tournaments go. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. It's Houston odds on favorite. Are the Zags going to fly under the radar? Maybe they'll do it. UCLA's best player is out. A lot of things can happen. This is what makes the tournament so great. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Um, in other news, of course... I, I, well, I don't know why this is news. I have actually, I brought this up last year on my show. I brought it up at the start of this year. Um, I don't know why, well, well, I guess it wasn't news to listeners, to longtime listeners, but to those on the internet, I don't know. I've posted about it a thousand times, but again, I don't expect people to hang on my every word. But as Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys would say, I fucking told us so. Um, yeah, the Quebec Junior League has, uh, starting next year, you will be suspended for fighting. It'll be a game misconduct if you fight. And, um, I said that was going to happen. Um, I said it's going to happen in the OHL as well. That's coming. They haven't announced it yet, but in my feeling it will. And I, I am predicting, mark it down in your little black books, within five years, major junior hockey will be full cages, uh, just like college hockey. And, um, yeah. And I always find it amusing. Like people, like when they post this and, oh, it's good. They don't have to fight in junior. I have no problem with them fighting as a professional in the NHL, but just not in junior. Well, see, this is what we always say with the NHL. It's, oh, it's got a trickle down effect. Well, no, that's the difference. With these rules, it's got a trickle up effect. Can things triple up? Trickle up? Or does it, I guess, just shoot up? Because, so these same guys that will never fight in junior, who are the next NHL players? Yeah, so why are they going to fight in the NHL if they've never fought in junior? It's not like, oh, I can't wait to get to the NHL so I can throw down a dozen times. No, that's not going to happen. Now, they might get into a couple over the course of their career because they'll hit guys or whatever, blah, 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 or they'll get cheap or you know, whatever. They'll get into a fight somehow. But, no. <laughs> you know, so it's, no, it's... So these other people that comment, oh, it's, that sucks. Junior hockey's going to suck. That's why I just watched the NHL. Well, it's going to come to the NHL. It's already coming to the NHL. Who fights now? I mean, what do you got? About a dozen guys that'll fight on the regular? No, I'm not even on the regular. That'll fight now and again? I mean, you have rosters full of guys that have no career fights. So, yeah, it's already, it's already come to the NHL. This shit's been going on. Why is it? Like, I laugh that people all of a sudden, it's, they out of their NHL bubble and they read this. Like, they didn't, like, they you don't know this is going on? Like, I've been, like I said, I've been yelling and screaming about this shit for the last five years. Every, since I started this podcast, I've talked about it. And again, I'd like to point out to people, not just, you know, I joke with the I told you so, but it's like, I, I go back to, when I said they were going to full cages in junior hockey, when I said they were going to go to a game misconduct in the Quebec League, when I said they were going to lower the fights down in the Ontario League and all that, this isn't just me guessing. Or I heard somebody, I, I read it on the internet somewhere on Twitter, uh, OHL fan 22 said it, so I'm going to say it on my podcast. No. When I want to know something, I go to people in the know. When it was the Junior A, are they going to full cages? I got a hold of the SJHL commissioner on Twitter. 
I talk to my friend who's a GM in Junior A. He tells me what's going on. With the WHL stuff, I know owners there that are in league meetings. I have for a bunch of years. Now I have friends involved in the league. And I talk to them. I don't just come on the show and start flapping my lips. No, I go talk to people that are in the situation. And I ask them. I don't I don't go on Twitter to get my information. If I see something on Twitter that somebody brought up and it mentions this or mentioned this league and I have a connection to that league or the player, I will get a hold of that person privately and ask and hear what the story is and I will come on and relay it to you. So when I say shit on here, this isn't me pulling shit out of my ass or I'm guessing. No, I've done, I've, I, I, what do you, I've investigated. So I've always said with these shows or this Twitter or Facebook, I'm not just posting shit for, oh, that's my hot take, you know. Or my, I'm savage, bro. That's my savage take. No. I've investigated this shit. I went and did my research because I don't want to give you guys bullshit. Like, I don't want to say something on here or post something on Facebook and then have somebody read it and then they go and tell so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and then eventually they're like, oh, no, it never happened, dumbass, and then you look like a fucking idiot. No, that's not why I don't want that to happen. So that's why I don't post rumors and shit. Or if it's a, I'll say it's a rumor. Oh, I heard somebody through the great, or whatever. And it, usually it's some little funny thing or whatever, but I'll, th- I'll, I'll preface it by saying this is a rumor I read on Twitter or whatever. I will say that. But when I make a statement or I put out a tweet or a Facebook post, that's what I've been told by people in the know. That's not just me spouting shit off. So, just so we're clear on that. Um, no, because that shit drives me nuts. I'm not TMZ. I'm not trying to say, oh, outlandish things to get clicks. And for people to... Li- like, I don't put shit on my podcast, like in the show topics when I post it on social media, as clickbait, as the kids say, to get someone to listen. When I put the shit in the show topics or whatever, and it's and I'm giving, and I'm giving you guys information... It's reliable information. It's sourced information. So, just so you know, whatever you hear on this is the truth. It's not just, it's not what Darren said. Well, no, I didn't say it. I went into the, I went right to the, to the source. The horse is, right out of the horse's mouth and, or maybe right out of the horse's ass. Maybe that's, that's more what it is. But yes, the Quebec Junior League is banning fighting. Um, I don't think the OHL is far behind. That's my opinion. I have heard that's what David Branch is, uh, shooting to do, shooting to do. I heard that. Now I heard that from an OHL insider. And no, I'm not talking about some guy that's on Twitter that has a lot of followers. No, he's involved in the league. And that has been, and it's been discussed for years. Believe me. Branch has brought it up numerous times at league meetings. So this is, again, this isn't new shit. And he would love to eliminate fighting completely and go to full cages. He has said that publicly. You look it up, it's on the internet, his quote is there. And I've heard people, I've, I have talked to people that have been in meetings and he has said this. So this isn't just Darren trying to be dramatic. No, it's been said. So, you know, the, the outs, the NHL and the Western Hockey League are the only two leagues, um, I mean, besides the LNAH, I should, okay, I throw them in. The LNAH, the Western Hockey League, and the NHL are the only leagues that don't have fight limits. 
Actually, the federal. I have I have not checked, but I believe actually I take that back. The federal prospect league I don't think has a fight limit either. So you have the LNAH, the federal league, Western Hockey League, and the NHL are the only four hockey leagues remaining that don't have fight limits. So there you go. Uh, other than that, uh, what else do I have to talk? Oh, Reeves and Imama. I whatever. I'm not gonna. Uh, or I guess, well, that was my other, yeah, I had some goof tell me it was great that Reeves held up and showed respect. I'm like, why does he need to show respect in a hockey fight? Again, I don't understand this line of thinking, but it all goes into this bullshit code and respect and clean and whatever. And then he's like, oh, he was just trying to, the guy's just a, Imam is just a kid. So this guy's telling me, I said, a kid, he's 26 years old. So then his next reply to me goes, different weight categories, bro. I'm like, go look at his fight card in the American Hockey League. Your mom was a heavyweight, you fucking idiot. Like, tell me you don't know what you're talking about. Again, the guys just, they have to just jump in and flap their lips. But as soon as you call him on it, now, and of course, then he comes back with, oh, go watch, uh, if you want petty violence, go watch the UFC then. Oh, that's his third response to me. So I called you bullshit on his, on his kid thing, bullshit on his fights. And now it's just, oh, you just want thuggery. Oh yeah, that's what I want. Okay. No, at the end of the day, it's a fight. I don't know what fantasy land you live in where you have to have be, it's respectful and clear. Why fight then? To fight, is it not to inflict damage and to uh, assert dominance over? I mean, that's what it used to mean. And like, don't fuck around. You keep fucking around, I'm going to hurt you. And I'm going to beat you so bad that you will never think of doing that again. Was that not the point of fighting? Seriously, I don't know what it is now. I mean, like I said, I've I've gone on about the code and probably every episode since I released it. So you know, whatever. We don't need to. I'll circle the drain on that. But it's just I, I'm I, again. But I'm I'm always utterly amazed that not that well, not just the fans these days. Now you got fucking ex players talking about the code and all this shit, and it's like you're such you guys are such hypocrites. That's not. I mean your own career like now again i'm not saying every fight you oh hit the guy when he's down and give him a sh- whatever you know and if a guy's coming out just to try to get the team going or whatever and you fight off the, okay but you're fighting to win but if you hit a guy and this guy comes in or whatever or this guy's been playing like an ass and you grab him what do you what do you like i said this guy so this guy lays out your buddy he's lying on the ice with a concussion so you come over grab buddy and start you start throwing punches why are you showing that guy respect he didn't show your buddy any respect when he elbowed him in the lips and he's lying there. So why am I showing him respect in a fight? Oh, well, because that's what you do. Like, no, it's not. It's just moronic. It's just idiocy. I think Mike Segroy said it best when I had him on the show. I asked him about the code. He said, if this is the first time I'm fighting you or whatever, I'm not going to show you any respect. Yeah, if I don't know you, why am I showing you respect? Exactly. If a guy acts like, if and if the guy did shit, why am I showing him respect? He's been running our guys all night, but I'll go over, I, I love it, this guy's been running his, running the guys all night, and he's cheap shot at our best player, or he slashed Crosby behind the knees, or he crossed Chuck McDavid, so I'm going to go out respectfully, invite him to fight, and then we square off at center ice, and Marcus of Queensbury, after we're done fighting, oh, it's bum taps, good job, bro. What the fuck? 
Like, if somebody cross-checked Curry or Gretzky or Bessier, do you think Semenko went out and respectfully asked them to fight and square it off? And then after the fight, oh, nice bout, Timmy. You think that happened? No. He would just grab you and start punching the shit. That's what everybody, I laugh when these guys go on about, oh, Dave Brown used to jump guys, and this guy used to jump people, and, and it would, so? That's, a, that's the point of this all, this whole thing, is it not? To scare people and enforce. Look up the name, look up the word. Like, what, what else would he be doing? Like, <laughs> uh, whatever. Oh, and the, for the final thing, for whatever, can somebody punch the shit out of Jordan Bennington, please? I know I brought this up before, but I laugh because, of course, old Flurry, and they break it up. That's the other thing. So Flurry goes down there, wants to fight him. And the refs go crazy breaking it up. You got 18,000 people booing in St. Louis. It's like, or in Minnesota. Oh, so that's good. Yeah, you have 18,000 paying customers booing your product. So I said, the NHL, I've never seen a league that doesn't get it like the NHL. Unbelievable. Both willing to, well, I say they're both willing to go, but I don't know about Bennington. Uh, I, you know, I think he was pretty happy the refs got in there. I'm so tired of seeing this guy's act. I see him acting like a donkey almost every week on social media. He's doing something and, or he's blockering somebody or whatever. Never been in a fight though. Oh, but you don't want to mess with him. Why would you not want to mess with him? He, sh- he sure doesn't look like he wants to mess with anybody. I notice he's not dropping his helmet and his blocker or anything and, no, he's a he's a fucking goof. The guy's a poser. Like, yeah, oh, everyone's tough with a full with a mask on and a blocker still holding your stick. He skates over to the scrum and blockers somebody. Oh, he's savage. He's so crazy. Oh yeah, what? A, oh boy, yeah, what a holy terror with, with his goalie mask still on and his blocker. Oh yeah, he's tough boy. I mean, not that I have a problem with it, but don't sit there and then turn around and tell me how tough and crazy he is. No. He knows nothing's going to happen to him. He knows nobody's going to do anything to him. So he puts on a big show. And like, it's like, so the thing gets broken up with Flurry, and he's skating off the ice and he's trying to get the crowd into it. It's like, you guys are losing the game 8-5. Like, you didn't fight. What are you doing? Like, you look like a bozo. Like, who is this guy? You, you let in five fucking goals and you lost the game, but you're trying to get the crowd fired up. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, who is this goof? Like I said, where's Probert when you need him? Run him. Somebody run him right through the crossbar. Like, give me a break. Oh, but he reminds me of Hextall and Billy Smith. In which way? In what way does he remind you of either of them? What fight has he been in? Like, Billy Smith would actually take his shit off and wave his guys off and actually fight people. You know, yeah, he was dirty with his blocker and his stick and everything else, but he'd fight you if you wanted to fight. Same with Hextall. Hextall would swing his stick and everything else and whatever. But he'd fight now and again. I mean, it's a goalie. I mean, how many fights do you think they're going to get in? But, I mean, Bennington, what fight does he want to get in? Really? Seriously, you think he wants to get in, Danny? No. It's all for show. It's embarrassing. But anyway... Let's wrap this up with, uh, you know, we'll go right into the the list here I got sent to me. Uh, it's the top 10 dirtiest NHL players. It was written in October of 2022, so it's obviously fairly, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, current, um, give or take. So let's scroll through this. As I said, I got this in my email, so um, 
I am discovering this with you guys. So let's let's find out our list here to close out the show. Uh, Drew Doughty plays an aggressive style, sometimes borders on arrogance. He loves to run his trash-talking mouth and is afraid to use a stick to bring players to their knees. Um, Fine 2500 for his hit on Oshi. His, his other run with the laws of one game suspension in the quarterfinals when he decking Golden Knights forward Will Carrier with an illegal check to the head. Uh, yeah, Drew Doughty's a goof. I mean, he's a great, he's a, hey, great, has, has had a great career. Um, he has exactly one fight in his career against Joe Thornton. He got the shit kicked out of him. Um, I brought him up before. There's mic'd up things and he just runs his mouth. I like the one where he tells somebody, oh, I'll just fucking kill you, buddy. If you keep it up, I'll kill you. Like, what, what are you going to do, Drew? You're not doing anything to anybody. You might stick them, but you ain't fighting. Uh, embarrassing. The amount of trash talking in one career fight, brutal. Next. Well, there you go. Ovechkin. Yeah. Uh, one of the least most talented players doesn't give you a free pass. Ovechkin, arguably the greatest goal scorer in history. Player with dirty tendencies, delivers hard hits, but regularly takes them too far, leading to blindside hits, knee on knee, and hits from behind have led to some to call him a cheap shot artist. Yeah, me being one of them. Um, Ovechkin is very dirty. Again, has nothing to do with his talent. He's obviously a great player. Um, but yeah, and again, he has two career fights, so he's big chicken shit too. Um, you know, somebody said, oh, he has 3,000 hits. I said, well, 3,000 career hits is great for goals. He's a power forward. Nah, yeah, but the two fights, I, I differ with you on the term power forward. Um, so, yeah. But again, somebody, oh, yeah, but he's the best goal scorer. Well, that's not, I'm not, that's what I'm talking about. But just because you can score goals, uh, uh, doesn't doesn't mean you're um, not dirty. Um, so I mean, there's like I've always brought up. There are like ten minute videos of Ovechkin cheap shots on YouTube. Go check them out. So yeah, and a big dude, whatever. And then of course they'll bring up, wait, one punch that one kid. That's why. I, oh yeah, well it was like I always bring up. It was an eighteen year old Russian kid that had never been in a fight before. I'm not saying that for effect. He literally has never been in a, he has never had a recorded a fighting major before. And that's who Ovechkin knocked out. Okay. Well then Ovechkin's a power forward now all of a sudden. Sure. So anyway, uh, top 10 dirtiest players in the NHL today. Antonio Russell. There you go. Uh, delivered a nasty cross check to the neck and McQuaid. Retaliation for a good hit. Dangerous play that earned him a two game suspension. Um, in recent years, he's managed to avoid suspension, but hasn't shaken the moniker of a dirty player. Received a fine for punching Jesse Poveriarly. Pover not wanting to fight. Well, yeah. So he may have cleaned up his game somewhat since joining the Canucks and, Car- and Coyotes. Russell still has the stigma of repeat offender. Um, I don't, I, I will put it this way. I don't watch enough to uh, have, to cite any specific examples of his dirty play. Um, so, I will just go by what this list is. Like I said, I'm reading it. I didn't research any of this because I didn't read the list beforehand. So I can't, if I had known this one, I would have looked up on YouTube as dirty shit. So uh, I can't, I won't, but I will not give my opinion on things that I don't know anything about. Uh, next, Corey Perry. Uh, Corey, playing against Corey Perry is like being in a, a mole and whack-a-mole arcade game. Uh, as a pinch for some nasty stick work hack and whacking opponents wherever he can. He also riles up opponents by running his mouth, delivering late and low hits with a flair for selling penalties like no other. Um, well, I have seen a bit of Perry because um, he started so early, like early 2000s. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, he can't fight. I mean, whatever. He's, he's just one of those skilled guys, cheap shot guys, always in scrums, mouthing off. And like I said, it's, uh, but he, he's had a great career and everything else, success at every level. And, you know, so there's that. So I can't, you know, you can't, oh, he sucks. Well, you know, he doesn't suck, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen videos, like little montages and stuff of his little cheap shit and whatever. And, you know, you whack a guy and then hide behind the ref and, and you know. So, number eight, Radko Gudis, uh, drafted in the third round of 2010 by the, by the Lightning after a few years of the franchise, acquired by the Flyers and Capitals briefly, signed a three-year deal with Florida. Throughout his career, well-known as a borderline legal, been suspended several times for controversial hits, and many more of his name has brought the ire of the NHL. Uh, in recent years, he's vowed to clean up his game for his part. He hasn't earned a suspension since 2019. However, that doesn't excuse his backlog, backlog of dirty plays and drew some of the largest suspensions in recent memory. Um, yeah, I mean, this is where I always, like, I've differed with some people on social media. Like I said, I've seen a lot of these hits because they'll be up on Twitter and, oh, he's out again, and, you know, whatever, and they'll complain about it. I'll watch some of them and be like, mm, I guess. I mean, I, I don't see anything dirty with it, but okay. Um, you know, he's got a bunch of fights, uh, so he's not like, it's not like he won't fight. Um, you know, I have, I have kind of really nothing for her again. I'm, I'm just, whatever. I'm just reporting the list here. So you, the listeners, you guys can debate amongst yourselves. Uh, number seven, Ryan Reeves. All right. For many years, Reeves is known as a ridiculously tough fourth liner. He would rack up penalty minutes and lay down hundreds of hits each season. Uh, after joining the Knights in 2018 trade deadline, however, Reeves' reputation started to shift. No longer was he the player that just wanted to play a physical brand of hockey, but he started to find himself in the press for negative reasons. Late hits, hits to the head, flat-out dirty play that left numerous players on the ice. Um, all you have to do is look back at the Reeves' reputation. He laid down a dangerous hit on former Wild defenseman Ryan Sutter. Left him face down on the ice after hitting his head on the net. Following up the retaliatory hit on Ryan Graves, which ended about pulling a chunk of his hair. Um, well, that, I will say, Reeves didn't instigate any of those incidents, though. He was simply responding to them. So I can't call those dirty. I would not call Ryan Reeves dirty. Yeah, he hits a lot. I guess some people don't like that. Uh, and he mouths off or whatever. That doesn't make you dirty. Um, no, he does his job. He runs around, hits people, and if you don't like it, do something about it. Um, that. Again, I guess on the new age fans, that's sort of lost on them. They think that's mean and he's a bully and everything else. Bully is exactly what he is. And that, that that's what he gets paid to do is bully people. Again, some people can't wrap their head around it. And I can't even say, oh, it's the new agers. I, there's fight fans that I read every day in these fight groups that can't wrap their head around that. I've read fight fans in the Enforcer Appreciation Group call Ryan Reeves a bully. Seriously. These are grown adults calling a hockey player a bully. It's embarrassing. It's like, what are this, a bunch of hockey moms in this group here? Yeah, he's a prick. Isn't that the point? I always thought that that was the point. Maybe I, like, again, maybe I'm the one that's, like, got my head up my ass. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time someone's told me that. But, I mean, I don't know. For your fourth line, air quote, enforcer guy, uh, isn't he supposed to be a prick? Just saying. Number six, Matthew Tuchuk, uh, uh, has been suspended three times, earned a reputation as a dirty player, learned to control his physical game, avoiding making those suspension-worthy hits in recent years, still managed to draw negative attention to himself. Um, yeah, I don't actually like any of the Tuchuks. Um, Tuchuk, 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 
however you want to say it. I don't Napes is I'm, I got Napes screaming at his dashboard right now. Um, I don't like any of them. I didn't like their dad. I don't like him. I don't like his brother Brady. I mean, again, not oh, I watch Flames games all the time or Florida, I guess now, but um, but I mean, I watch some of this shit. I mean, I've been at my parents' house when Hockey Night in Canada's on. And I've been sitting there with my old man watching Flames games. I watched the whole thing with Cassian and everything. Um, yeah, he delivered, that was a cheap, sh- uh, he took a run at casting, it was bullshit, but I'll give him credit, he fought him the next game, he did what he had to do, um, you know, so he'll fight now and again, um, but yeah, he's a little rat that'll hide behind his mouth and whatever, like I said with all these guys, they're, they're a product of today's game, of the consequence free NHL, um, yeah, you can act like a douchebag and you don't have to suffer the consequence, like, the only reason these guys fight is because they, they choose to fight. It wasn't that they were forced into it, you know. Um, whereas back in the day, you were, if you're going to act like a goof, you were forced into fighting because somebody just started punching the shit out of you. Um, you can't do that now uh, or you'll be suspended forever. And so so you got to ask him if he wants to fight first and whatever. So a lot of these guys, like Corey Perry and all these guys, they can just act like goofs and when they get challenged be like I'm not fighting you bro you're you're insignificant out here and blah 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 and you know and everybody can say how smart he is now what a competitor well no he's you're just a giant pussy is what you are so but the rules allow you to run around like a goof so there you go and no one can do anything about it but again these are the rules that they that they all champion for the media and all these hockey people and so this is the mess that you have so this is how you get the list that you get uh, number five, Jacob Truba. Um, Truba often sits on the line and managed to avoid crossing over and gaining now and again. Uh, Truba was a focal point of controversy when he hit uh, Kahari, causing the forward to leave the stretcher on the ice. Uh, he has a tendency to put down hits that force players to leave the ice. Well, that doesn't make him dirty. Just because you hit somebody really hard and hurt them doesn't make it a dirty hit. That's that's the other thing. And I mean, that's when I talk about this concussion, when people are talking about the Quebec League and fights that lead to concussions. Well, they, I should, to get away from the list again, that was the other thing about the Quebec thing that I saw a lot of people commenting on. A lot of people that liked the rule and were championing for this suspension, like no more fights in Quebec League, and they thought it was great. Um, well, that's all well and good, and you want to champion because you go on about CTE and the head head trauma to teenagers, and we have to watch out for them and their health and their future well-being and all that. That's all well and good. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. But what's the what is the but in saying all that? What is the what is the leading cause of head injuries or head trauma? Hitting. So if you're going to stand up there at the podium and go on and on about how your big thing is to protect the teenagers and head trauma and all that, well, shouldn't your main focus be then to get rid of the thing that is the leading cause of all this head trauma? Hitting. Of course, you say that. Oh, well, now you're just being stupid. Okay, am I? Again, you want to get rid of head trauma. So why would you not eliminate the thing that causes it, the mo- that's causing the most trauma? Hitting. Hitting causes way more head injuries than fights do. So then shouldn't we be eliminating the hitting? I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's how ridiculous your argument sounds to me. Well, no, just the dirty hits. Oh, because a clean hit doesn't give you a concussion? <laughs> okay. It's it's not it's the sudden stop. Like I can hit you shoulder to chest, or we're going full speed, you're gonna have a concussion. Jacob Truba hits you in the chest. Dude's two forty. Going 35 miles an hour, if he gets shoulder into you, 
never mind that it's a clean if it's a dirty or clean hit. If it's a clean hit, you're getting a concussion. So should we eliminate that? So that makes him dirty now. Mm, I did, you know. At some point, and but again, these are the same people that we should take out center right to make it faster. You know, the game needs to be faster. You know, it's just, it doesn't end. Like I said, so you took out center ice, you took out obstruction, so you can't slow anybody down. Oh, gee, I wonder why there's fucking head drama now. Oh, and we'll make the equipment out of Kevlar. How did they always head? To, oh, well, it's a good thing we got rid of those goons, though. Oh, yeah. Because that's the problem. Number four, Nazem Kadri. Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he, I, I get it. I've seen him throw some cheap shots and shit. Again, another guy that kind of rats around, doesn't really fight much. Um, I think a lot, again, another guy though, that I, when he does shit, it's overblown. I mean, he has thrown some cheap shit, but I mean, he, I mean, he farts in the wrong, if he farts into the wind, it's, uh, people are crying about it. So, um, but, I mean, he's managed to get himself suspended, what, every playoff, except for last year. And they, they finally get suspended and they win the cup. So, again, he's a solid player. I mean, you know, whatever. But just, yeah, he's done some shit. Number three, Brendan Lemieux. Oh, it's true the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, no stranger in blurring the lines of proper play. Lemieux's ge- Lemieux plays the game like a goon and has a history of making plays that sit on the borderline of legal. Um, a goon. Okay. Um... Well, his, his old man was a piece of shit, so um, I actually really don't know anything about Brendan Lemieux. I mean, I've seen a couple of his hits, and yeah, they were dirty, but um, but then I've seen other shit where I kind of just like, eh, whatever, and people are crying about him. So take it, you folks that still watch, there you go. You discuss amongst yourselves about Brendan Lemieux. Uh, number two, Brad Marchant. Um, yeah, I mean... He is cheap little rat with the slew footing and the elbowing and the licking of the face and all that shit. I mean, yeah, he's a little bastard. There's no doubt about it. I can see why people hate him. Um, great player. If I was Bruins management, I would tell him to like knock the shit off because like you're not intimidating anybody and all that shit. So you're not, you're not helping any. And the more you stay in the box or you're suspended, you're not helping the team. Although it's not like the Bruins need any help this year, but you know what I'm saying though? It's just like, I used to say it with Chelios and Verbeek and all these guys. It's like, well, you're not scaring anybody. And you're taking, like I used to say with Chelios, you took 300 minutes of penalties one year. And I think you had two fights. So how many ridiculous minors and 10-minute misconducts is that? And you're just, and meanwhile, you're just killing your team. Like you're the first line defenseman. You're a Hall of Fame defenseman. Stop taking 10s, you know. It's like, you know, it's same thing with Marchant, right? Who is the number one dirtiest player? I bet you I know. Oh, Tom Wilson. Uh, there are two, there are two opinions for your opinion on Tom Wilson. Either hate him and you, and you see him as a sign that the NHL really doesn't care about player safety or you're a Capitals fan throughout the years, broken jaws, sideline concussions, earning multiple suspensions, polarizing repeat offender has built a career with controversial playing style, um, targeting people's heads and delivering late hits. Again, I will always say the majority of Wilson's hits I've had no problem with, um, they were nothing that didn't happen in the 80s and 90s. Now you could say, well, hockey's different now. Oh, hockey is different now. But again, for me looking at it, it's like, well, that's what we're trying to avoid. I don't, we're trying to get that out of the game. I don't know what that means. Predatorial hits. Every hit's predatorial. Um, you keep using these buzzwords, predatorial, blah, blah, blah. Um, now has he done some cheap shit? Yeah. Um, but this idea that, He's a headhunter and stuff. It's like, no, he just hits real hard and he's really mean. Again, 
that gets muddled into, oh, he's an asshole, he's dirty, shouldn't be in hockey. Why? Because he's mean? Again, I thought that was the point. Clearly, Washington thinks so. They paid him $5 million a year, as they should. 30 goals and mean, um, and you do have to be aware of where he is on the ice, and he will blast you. I don't think, what's wrong with that? Um, and the whole thing with Panarin and stuff, Panarin started it by jumping on his back. And and in fact, if you watch that whole thing, when Wilson flips him over and gets him down, Wilson really doesn't do anything to him. Again, it gets polar, it gets blown out of proportion because it was Wilson. But that whole thing with the Rangers was a bunch of bullshit. Wilson didn't, like, whatever. Again, you don't want to get involved in the scrum. Don't jump on the guy's back. You jump on Tom Wilson's back. What do you think he's going to do? You know, is he going to, like, carry you around the, the, the ice like a dad at Disney World with his kid on his shoulders? No, he's going to throw you down. But when he throwed you down, did he throw the gloves and start, did he start Dave Brown and Jim Kite? No. I wish he kind of had, but he didn't. He just sort of shoved the guy and whatever and kept pushing him down. Oh, you know, whatever. They all got equipment on. They all wearing Kevlar and helmets and everything. I always act like it's like we, they talk like it's the grade six at the ice capades, uh, you know, at the winter snow carnival or something. It's like, no, they're all grown men wearing full equipment and stuff. They'll be fine. Did he miss any games? No. You know, so, oh, his ankle when he flipped. Well, okay, well, his ankle because it was on ice. But, like, did he have a concussion or a broken nose or stitches? or No. So, okay. But, oh, he's just vicious. Oh, yeah, vicious. Anyway, there's your list of the dirtiest players in the league. Um, anyway, folks, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, we're ordering pizza now, and i got to go do another show. So, um, yeah, I'm going to stop talking. But tune in on Wednesday for the first round Minor League Mayhem Bracket Breakdown. And next Saturday, we're going to be voting. So I want to see you guys at the polls. Make your vote count. Have your voice heard, as I always say. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And whatever platform you're listening to this, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, blah, blah, blah. If you could rate and review my show, I would greatly appreciate it because it helps me out in the algorithms. And uh, and if you're bored and you're on YouTube, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube, I have over 2,500 fight videos. Check it out. All the leagues. Whatever you're looking for, type in the league. Boom, up it'll come. Thank you very much. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook. And that's it, folks. Let's get out of here. Let's have a good work, good start to the work week. Let's attack it. Let's attack it, folks. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 